Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Born to Love. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Born to Love. This is Ellie Kemper. And this is Scott, her friend. Scott Eckert. <laughs> and Born to Love is a podcast that Scott and I do where we talk about things that we love. And Scott, I have something very specific that I want to talk about from this week. Oh, something from this week. What do you love, Ellie? I love airplane naps. Oh. Okay, and now listen to me, because you know you always have those grumps who claim they can't sleep on airplanes, and it's so hard for them to nap on an airplane. I want whatever they're pumping out in the cabin whatever the formula between taxiing and takeoff is, that brings me right back to my mother's womb (laughs) because I am in the deepest sleep of my life between takeoff and like 12 minutes into the air. And I, it is the most restorative sleep I ever get and the deepest sleep I ever get. So I was lucky enough to experience that I'm going to give you a full description of what it was like. I was going to St. Louis with my two kids and my husband. And it was a small plane because they mostly fly small planes from LaGuardia to St. Louis Lambert. So, you know, it's that it's two seats in each like in each row. Yeah. Well, four seats in each row. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, you know, here me, I was clarifying like it needed any clarification. <laughs> I got a hundred percent wrong. I stand corrected. Well, There's I, four in the row. It's four in the row. Well, were, were, you, were you an aisle person, window person? What's it's no? You got forced to choose. It's binary when you got a four seat row. Well, exactly. Well, listen. If I were traveling alone on a short flight, I want the window mm. because I can nap my. But Scott, it's not just me in this situation. I had two children to care for. Mm -hmm. Three, if you count my husband. (laughs) (laughs) So I was sitting with our three-year-old and Michael, my husband, was sitting with our six-year-old. They both, both boys wanted the window because they wanted to look out at the sky and stuff. So I was in the aisle, which is not ideal for napping. It didn't 
matter. So wait a minute. So the purpose that you were, the reason that you're sitting where you were sitting is to take care of two children. And yet the first thing you do is fall asleep. Is that, is that how things go in the Kemper household? (laughs) Not just any sleep, Scott. The most, the deepest, (laughs) most unable to be interrupted. The plane could be going down and you're, you're, I'm out. You're out. I'm out. Try to wake me up. The throbbing, thrumming. What's what, what is what are those? What words am I trying? The thrumming, throbbing, the humming. That's not yeah, right. Like That's thrumming. not right at all. I know. I know. No. <laughs> but yeah, no. I feel it's very womb-like. It is. Yes. yes like you said. It's dumb. And I don't know what it is. I don't get that from a car. I sometimes get it from the subway. I'm like, I don't get that high from the. From the subway. Yeah, that I don't throbbing, get that nap that high. throbbing subway. <laughs> <laughs> but I do get it uh, from the plane. And yeah, you're so right. I think it's I think it's the white noise. Um, the engine, even if it's loud, comes across only as a vroom thrumming of the of the womb. And also, Scott, there's always that. Um, it's not like surrender, but it is sort of surrender. You're trapped. You're done. Yes. You're trapped. Every you can't prep anymore for the trip. Mm-hmm. You're on the trip. I never sign up for Wi-Fi, so I like can't get a hold of anyone. There's no going back. No, mm-hmm. you're on this plane, and whatever happens is out of your control. And Scott, if that isn't the most freeing feeling, then I don't know what is. And I think that also contributes to the sleep. Ellie, I could not agree with you more about that <laughs> that feeling of sweet release. <laughs> Although I gotta tell. <laughs> Hey, here's my view of it. All right, napping great. Yeah. That's fine. I, I don't want. I don't want to be one of those guys who complains about the naps. He can't do it. All right. I'm not. So I'm not. Hey, going you're to. a nap. Hey, hey, I'm <laughs> napping here. No, rather, I'm not napping here. <laughs> but but here's some. Here's an element that I think you might be missing out on. So that that feeling of sweet release, all <laughs> cares in the world gone while you're on. The, I see that as an opportunity. Because it means that you can do anything that you want without any shame. Now, maybe what you want to do is nap. That's that's rarely my choice. I love those. I love those airplane movies. Like the, the airplane movie in quotes. What that means to me is a movie that I would feel ashamed to watch any other time. Absolutely. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch you know Top Gun Maverick for the sixth time on the airplane. Absolutely. Why why not? Because well, Time stands still on the airplane. It you're you're like you just said, you're in control of not a lot. You're in control of fastening your seatbelt or not. That's it. You know, you that's it. And even that you're I think it's like law, you have to. <laughs> but you know, the last thing I want to say about the airplane naps is that they never last that long. Like I'm never out for like hours on an airplane. What I think is so special about these airplane naps. Well, and you like that, that about it. You, you're a cat napper. You like those. Because because for me, yes. if I'm a, if I'm in a nap mood, I want like a, a marathon nap. That's how I go. Oh, Scott? No, I, I couldn't disagree with you more. A three-hour nap is dis, is is disorienting <laughs> and ugly and shameful. You're an ugly, <laughs> ugly man. You're an ugly man and an ugly napper. But no, I, the the for me, what makes that sweet release so sweet is that it's finite in length and that it's, you know, 18 to 20 minutes. And then I wake up and I get myself, you know, the drinks you only have on airplanes, like a ginger ale. Ooh, ginger ale is a good airplane drink. Scott, 
Love an airplane nap. Thank you for listening to me talk about it. Oh, I mean, I loved hearing about it. I love. We both love airplanes. Maybe a little difference of opinion on naps, but, you know, that's okay. We can agree to disagree. Uh, I'm excited to hear about what our friend Matt Oberg loves. First of all, I love Matt Oberg. I think you do, too. Oh, I, well, we both love him. Matt Oberg, longtime friend, came up through the, the comedy trenches with him back in the day. Now he's an actor out in L.A. He's been on shows like Veep, uh, Fresh Off the Boat. Very funny guy. And he's going to talk to us about how much he loves summer camp. Oh, now isn't that just a deer? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so stick around and uh, hear us talk to Matt Oberg about summer camp. Guys, we're back. We are so happy to have our good friend, Matt Oberg, on the show today. Matt, welcome. Welcome to Born to Love, Matt. Thanks so much, guys. Happy to be here. Wow. Um, This is exciting. I'm excited. And I I love talking to you guys. So we're already, you know, halfway there. It's really exciting. Very sweet. I can't tell how serious you're being, but I'm going to take it as sincere. Thank you, Matt. Matt, Mm -hmm. of all the many loves you have in this world, what is like one of the top loves? Well, Ellie, I'm so glad you asked that. Um, <laughs> Thank y'all. Thank y'all. My love is my summer camp. Oh. I love my summer camp. Now, do you know what? I'm just going to say this right up front, but I have never been to summer camp. So I'm I'm very excited to hear everything about it. Talk to us like I'm an alien visiting uh, Earth. <laughs> that meant I understand. Okay, great. So... First of all, summer camp is like a polarizing kind of uh, a topic because there are those who who feel this profound love for their embarrassing summer camps. And there are those who don't have that feeling. And they're, you know, looking at those in the summer camp community and feeling, <laughs> I would say, some level of disgust for people who do have this <laughs> profound love for summer camp. And I'll tell you what, I get it. I get it. Um, (laughs) Because I'm still very close to a lot of my summer camp friends. And I have to say that um, out loud to people. And there's really no way of saying that sentence out loud without it, it being sort of shameful. I I have been one of those uh, shamers before. I've been to poker games, adult activities, and then been introduced by you to some of these adult men as as your camp friends. So mm-hmm. so maybe take us back in the time machine here. This what are we what, what age are we talking? This is a sleepaway camp because I I've only ever when I was a kid I did like a day camp like where sure. where yeah, your parents not... drop you off. This is like this is like the old school we're going to sleep in cabins for weeks or or whatever. I, I, mm-hmm. What what's what's it, what, what what was it like for you? So I grew up in the suburbs of New York, and um, this was a camp, still is a camp, in Western Massachusetts in the Berkshires. And I started going there when I was 10. My older brother had gone before me. And it's you go for a month. So I start when I'm 10. And first of all, my oldest daughter is going to go to a camp for a week this summer. And she's pretty chill about it. But um, I was telling her, you know, the first time I went to camp, 
I was scared and, and I cried. And I was remembering that. I still remember it. It was like the first night I was there. I'm 10 years old. I'm in this cabin by myself away from my parents. And I remember holding on to a little stuffed koala and and crying. Um, but Oh! Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 but correct me if I'm wrong. Were you not in a room full of children doing the exact same thing? Weren't it's just like a whole room, of, a box of children crying, missing their families, right? One survival skill you got to learn early on is to cry quietly. That's that's the first. <laughs> got to get that going. Um, it can be done. It can Matt, be done. You were ten years old. I was 10 years old. There's kids as young as like seven, eight, going away for a month. Yeah. Which and this is, is still happening. This isn't like something that happened no, like in the 60s no, and it's no. over now. This is, still um, rel- this is prevalent today. I mean, it's an listen, epidemic. I, I, I'm about to turn off all parents listening who send their seven-year-olds to sleepaway camp. But what? Is that not like way too young? 10, I would argue, is too young? It's not. That's the thing. And um, <laughs> these children don't need us as much as we would like to think. Well, and that, think that's right. part of the problem. So what kind of stuff um, did you do? When did you transition from that quietly crying little boy to having the time of your life? The next morning, bro. Oh. Um, <laughs> up and Adam. Um, so <laughs> you get over it, you know? Um, yeah. I'm not... I'm going to do the time. I'm not going to let the time do me. You know what I mean? But <laughs> um, the, first of all, the camp's called Beckett. Beckett in the Berkshires. It's a YMCA camp. Beckett in the Berkshires. Okay. So the camp, just to paint a picture, it's it's in the, it's in on a lake and a beautiful, like, it's not quite a lake. It's like a big pond, but it, it's, it's a lake. And um, you're in these villages. You're in a cabin with eight kids and bunk beds and two counselors and you're in these different villages grouped by age. And what what village were you in? I started out in Pioneer Village. Okay. Oh, and wow. that's like the second youngest. There's younger kids around. So that's a reason to stop crying as well. Cause you're like, if this, if this eight-year-old can hack it, I gotta get my <laughs> act together. Um, right, right. And to sort of flash forward to the end of this journey, I went to that camp every summer for um what, 11 years or something <gasps> like went as a camper all the way through then a counselor then like I, I led these trips and I created you know some of the most meaningful friendships of my life that still endure to this day and it was really a formative experience to me every time I had to leave home for to spend the night even at a friend's house I was filled, and I understand that you have to get you over that. Bed. That's part. I wet my bed. <laughs> I wet my bed constantly. I was filled with longing, sadness, feelings of abandonment, feelings of just homesickness, overwhelming, crippling, even. And I understand, like getting past it. I do understand that. But what I don't understand is how such an experience can crystallize as this formative experience in your life so immediately. I mean, like you, it sounds like you loved it from day two. What happened? I think, I mean, I'm not a child psychologist, but, um, okay. and okay. I, nor have I ever played one on TV, but <laughs> yet, <laughs> I, yet, 
I think you want independence. You want, you know, to learn that you can do it on your own. And it's not like you're unsupervised. There's plenty of <laughs> there's plenty of adults around, but the adults, mind you, are like 17 through 22, That's like it. max. Uh, right. There's like one dad there. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Nick's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. What would you say? I don't want to pigeonhole you, Matt. This is this is this is your time to share your love. So I don't want to pigeonhole you. But but what if you had to pick out one or two of the most like iconically amazing things that happened at this camp? Maybe that would help. Because what I'm imagining is there's a lot of bugs. It's hot and like it, you, there's color wars, which is fine and sounds fun. And and it seems like your your sort of experience was deeper and more fun than just what I'm imagining. So of the 11 years, what's like one or two like home runs, grand slams? It sounds like you have to talk to Scott like he's an alien too, visiting uh, this idea of summer camp, right? (laughs) Scott, is that an unfair characterization? Okay. It sounds like you guys, most of you guys, audiences, people from other planets. So I I get, (laughs) I get why you're steering me in that direction. We have a really large Martian uh, demographic, (laughs) Um, if you want to know. Well, (laughs) I've put some thought into about why I was so hooked on this experience. And I think, I wish it was just the fact that, that, that I, I loved it, but I think there's a slightly more ego driven part of it in that this camp was not 
like a basketball or a lacrosse or some sort of athletic camp or math camp. The camp had, there's the eight Beckett mottos, which are like each for all and all for each and peace through understanding and um, uh, manners maketh the man and all, all these things like that. And what the camp valued was this sort of communal morality where we all help each other. And I recognized that and was like, oh, I can win this game. You know, like in school, I'm not the smartest, I'm not the fastest, but if I put some work into this, I could be one of the most like respectful, moral people around. So it was like a status thing. I was like, oh, I, I get the rules to this and I can do this. So I wish it was like, this system of beliefs fits well with my own moral code, but it was like, oh, this is a game I can, I can really win. So it, it valued that. And it really valued like creativity. There's all these like skits you do in the morning and stuff. And I was like, oh, I can, I can get in on that too. Yep. And I can excel in this environment. And that was something I was really craving, I think. That is so, first of all, insightful of you to recognize that in your younger self. But I do love really the is. idea. <laughs> I, love, <laughs> I love the idea that you were not driven by an actual sense of morality, but instead <laughs> just wanting to win at being moral. I mean, honestly. Who cares? Because the effect is the same. Right. You know? Well. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a little, it, yeah. you wish it was coming from an internal sort of, Do you, you, you? Know, compass. But uh, <laughs> I mean, that was, I, 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 that was a much deeper answer than what I was expecting, which is like, one time we did a crazy food fight. <laughs> was right. there also right. that stuff? Right. Or, or no, it was all manners make the man. I mean, I have a, I, I, just this conversation is giving me a completely different, uh, view of your camp it's like it seems it seems like a wonderful factory for manufacturing uh well-behaved people yeah was it co-ed there's a girls camp like uh, on the other side of the woods there right. chimney right. corners for all the all the camp heads out there um, chimney corners chimney corners and camp beckett chimney corners I, i've never loved the name but that's what that's no what I, I don't understand it <laughs> What? Yeah. Like where yeah. the ash gathers? It's a real problem because Camp Beckett, the boys' camp, has this beautiful lake oh, and Lord. this amazing piece of property. Right. And the girls' okay. camp is like they have this man-made right. lake that's like not great. And oh yeah, well yeah. I gotta tell you, alien no more. This comes as no shock to me. <laughs> a woman yeah. living yeah. in America. But <laughs> the people are very passionate about the girls' camp as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. So the camp has all this like, guys, we have to respect each other and we have to help each other out. We have, you know, kindness and, you know, and then they select, I think, like 18 kids this summer when you're 15 in this very competitive program called, <laughs> name is not ideal, oh, but it's called no. the AIDS program. Um, <laughs> as in, you are an aide with an E. Um, and if you are... It's like the only, the only like metric by which they pick kids to become 
a member of the AIDS program, is, is like how cool and chill you are. And if you get... If you get picked, it's a real stamp of approval by this community of elders that like, bro, we think you're cool. Right. But that is such a violation of the moral code that they have been (laughs) pumping into these kids to be like, you're not cool. You know, beat it. But I got picked for that. And that was such a relief and felt so good. What percentage of the campers makes it into the AIDS program? I I mean, twenty percent maybe something like that. It's not okay. You know, so it it's highly selective. Yeah, I mean it's not highly highly selective. It's not as selective as Princeton. That's what you guys are trying. To- <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. That's what we're getting at, Matt. At what point <laughs> in the month is this selection made? Is it like the end of the year? Or is it like on day four? No, this is like between two summers. Between two summers, you apply, and oh. in your camp as a counselor, you are. You are filing reports on your campers and giving them scores basically on how cool they are. <laughs> so that so that I think the real point of that is so that, you, you know, when you're putting together these cabins, you can be like, well, that kid's kind of got some problems. Let's not put right. all the, you know, tough kids in one cabin. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I did that. But I think the real, like, the the – the friends that I'm close with now are also graduates of the AIDS. Pro- <laughs> the AIDS pro- um, some of them are, a lot of them aren't. A lot of them did not get selected. Oh. <laughs> they were denied from the AIDS program, which was a real chip on their shoulder for a long time. Well, did that drive a wedge between you and the- obviously not? You're still friends oh, with them. Oh. but I- It did for, for a long yeah. time. And I would, you know, disparage these people and think yeah. less of them until I <laughs> wow. sort of got out of that. Well, wait, Matt, sure. by the end of your reign as camper, how long were, were you at camp for three months? How long were you there? By the time I was an aide, you go for two, you go for the whole summer. You go for like two months then. Um, wow. And you're like 15 and you're, you, you're the cock of the walk. You know, you think sure, you're the coolest sure, sure. Yeah, kid in yeah. school. And you're yeah. on the back, you, at least in that time, in the 90s, you were on the back of a truck driving to the camp and you're, you're chanting, you would drive around chanting AIDS, 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 um, which is, that is true, you know, man? less than I do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and we weren't making associations with it at that time either. So. But I mean, surely the adults were? I mean, like, the, it's so- Again, not a ton of adults around. The, 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 there's like, <laughs> if you're 23, you're like, that guy's old. Right, right. I was uh, crying, laughing earlier, and I'm looking for a tissue that I can't find. So I, I, I think I'm just gonna have to use this sock. Um, so luckily, I, you had I, some laundry nearby. That, that that strikes me as camp behavior. Just wiping your nose with a yeah. sock. <laughs> it's just wildly fluctuating between this being a sort of idyllic moral place and like Lord of. Lord of the Flies. Yeah. No, that's, that's well, true. Well, that's just it. <laughs> Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. 
you'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX Anniversary Sale is on now at KNIX.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Now, wait, is Camp Beckett still in operation? Yes. So I could, yes. have you been back? I haven't been back in a long time, but I would go back as as an alumnus. So to complete my camp journey, I, I became a counselor. And then you can lead these trips. So when the kids are like too old to be campers and too young to be counselors, they can go on these camper exchange trips where they go. They used to go all over the world to Kenya and Togo. And I led one with another leader to Peru and Chile. And what? How old were you? I was 20, maybe. You have no business leading a, a group of people who are too old to be young and too young to be old through the yeah. woods of Peru. Uh, oh. you're, you're darn tuned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, did I not, mean, that's I, insane. The co-leaders, Sandy Udelman, if she's out there, what's up? Um, <laughs> shout out. Um, she spoke fluent Spanish, which was a good thing because I did not. So I was just around to be kind of a, a guy Friday. Well, well, first of all, I want to know what qualifies you to be too old for camp and too young. What age is oh, that? Oh, too old 17? to be a camp. You're like 15-ish somewhere. Maybe you're 14. It's right before your AIDS summer. Oh, <laughs> summer of AIDS. <laughs> what I don't understand is that is such a... Um, like to me, when I'm saying ten is too young to go to camp, and then all of a sudden at fourteen you're too old. I I guess I just don't understand. Yeah, camp. yeah, it happens fast. It happens. I fast. mean, that happens really fast. <laughs> yeah. So you spent one summer of your life leading a group of fourteen year olds speaking yeah. Spanish yourself through Peru. I mean, it's through the YMCA. So you show up in like Lima, and there's someone from the YMCA there. But it's one of these right. things that's done under the guise of like service. Right. So all these 
14 year olds and myself think they're going there to like help the people of Peru as if like a group of 14 year olds from the suburbs of New York and Boston have any skills to offer these people. Um, And it's like, so I led another one to um, an Indian reservation in South Dakota and they were like, hey, we could use your help assembling these playgrounds. And I was like, of course, sure, it would be an honor and a privilege. And I'm thinking they're like, you know, like a play set, like a little tykes, like maybe a swing set. And I'm like, I can, I can hack that. They open up a garage door and it's like a timber frame, like school size <laughs> playground. And I'm like, oh man. And I have no tools. I have no like skill set. And I'm like, yeah. and, and I have a group of like 14 year olds. Yeah. And I remember we had to dig holes with a post hole digger and then put cement in the holes to set the like timber frames in the right spots to start out with. And I had never mixed cement before. You hadn't? Many, many times since though. <laughs> sure. Yeah. 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 And I I get a wheelbarrow and a bag of cement and put some water <laughs> in and I am up to my forearms just mixing it by hand. <laughs> Just stirring it around. (laughs) And these kids, I'm sure their parents told them to come tell me. Or maybe they knew. But they ride up on their bikes in the driveway. And they're like, hey, you can't mix cement with your hands. There's lye in there. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, kids. Yeah. No, don't worry about it. I got it. I'm here to help. Okay. Let me do this. (laughs) And... I, the next, like, that night, just the skin just, like, sloughed off my, like, forearms and hands. It was, it was painful. Well, this is how dumb I am. I would be worried that I, that you would be, like, encased Stop. in cement. <laughs> no, that you, like, that, that did not occur to me either. <laughs> that you would, like, suddenly, it would, like, solidify while you're in it. Is that what you yeah. mean? Yes. I don't know. There must have been a shovel or a stick somewhere. <laughs> it didn't. I don't know if I tried that first and it wasn't getting the job done. I was like, I, I need to get in there. What did they see in you that that made them think you were qualified to do such a thing? I don't know. It was it was to this day some of the most responsibility I've ever had because I had to like feed the our group and shop for them and drive them around. And but it was a really great trip. Those playgrounds. It did not get completed, unfortunately. <laughs> I know, those playgrounds are still... Made that situation worse, which was I made two, like, half-built playgrounds that looked like you could play on them but were extremely dangerous to go anywhere <laughs> near. And then we just left town. Sure. So. I tailed it. Well, that would be my fear. That would definitely be my fear as a parent who has children who play on playgrounds. I don't think I'd want you to build my the no. one my kids play on. It seems like no. it, like definitely the, not. the chances of it collapse are high. Well, it's true. It's Probably. true. Yeah. But also, also, and not your fault through no fault of your own. It's just little to no training. Just not your fault. I think there's some blame that could be laid at my some feet blame. for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I could have asked for help. Well, or said no to the task. Right, that's true. That's true. Uh, Matt, say what you will. You're one of the most upstanding, kind, uh, loyal people Scott and I know. So if that is due in any part to Camp. Thank you, Camp Beckett. Thank you. 
because yeah. it did its job. Well, keep in mind, remember, any kind of morality I I, I have is is a performed act to <laughs> try to compete in that realm and win. Uh, well, you can't win at what we've got coming up, but we'd like to play a game that we call Love It or Loathe It. are back. We're going to play a quick game of love it or loathe it. Matt, these are topics we're going to throw at your face. We want you to say you love it or you loathe it. And there's no in between, by the no way. There's no middle ground. Love it, guys. Oh, all right. There, you're on to the game oh, already. He loves all right. the game. Okay. Matt Oberg, love it or loathe it. Naps on airplanes. Love it. Mm. You're in my camp. Mm. You're in we my had a bit of a, camp. We had a, now, I don't know. The next one. Camp Beckett may have been a little bit too cool for this. Bug juice. Bug juice? Bug juice. Don't you don't you camp people call bug juice? Like, isn't that like a drink or something? Yeah. Love it. Oh, loves it. I love it. Loves bug juice. Love it or loathe it. The presidential fitness test, which is now known as the presidential youth fitness program. Loathe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah. Thing. what was your time on the mile, Matt? Yeah. So Mile's pretty it. good. It's climbing that rope. Oh, the rope was unfair. <laughs> what was your mile time? You're weirdly not disclosing it. You're asking me to remember what my mile time was, and, <laughs> and you guys have this at hand, this stat is ready to go with both of you? Well, it, it's because you were like, my mile time was fine, which makes me think, oh, he knows what his mile time well, was. You, I didn't bring up what my mile, you asked <laughs> yeah, me yeah, what yeah, my mile true. time that's was. True. That's true. Scott did. Scott did. Yeah. Love it or loathe it. Avatar the way of water. Loathe it. <laughs> It is a crime. Yo. I've, I've shared my feelings w- about that movie with Scott off the air. <laughs> okay, that's going to be another, you're coming back to discuss that, and it's going to be a Born to Loathe episode because I want to hear all about that. I don't understand the hype at all. Matt, love it or loathe it, the name Matthew. You be careful. I'm assuming that's your real name. Love it. I, I can't hate my own name. I mean, I don't, I don't use it, but uh, I don't loathe it. Nice. Last one. The Nord Stream Pipeline. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, Matt, the, the, the peek behind the curtain. Matt is into conspiracy theories. Uh, that sort of no, stuff. No, 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 no. I'm not going <laughs> to no. take that label. I do not love conspiracy theories. I enjoy hard-hitting journalism. <laughs> thank you for clarifying that point, Matt. And thank you for telling us uh, all the reasons that we should we should love summer camp. You've been an outstanding guest and a better friend. Um, thank you to Matt Oberg. Guys, it was my pleasure. Matt, thank you so much for being here. That was a, such a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for listening to Born to Love. We'll be back next week with brand new things that we love. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review in Apple Podcasts and tell us what you love. We might even ask one of our guests in an upcoming Love It or Loathe It. Born to Love is hosted and created by Ellie Kemper and Scott Eckert. Our executive producer is Aaron Kaufman. Our producers are Sheena Ozaki and Zoe Denkla. Born to Love is part of Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network in collaboration with iHeart Podcasts. Special thanks to Han Sani, Rachel Kaplan and Adriana Cassiano, Michael Fails, Alex Coral, and Bahid Frazier. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 